clearly off topic. Two friends, one unique conversation. Driven to learn, inspire, create, and understand the world. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're just trying to be good humans and make the world a better place. How hard could it be? Welcome back to Clearly Off Topic. This is Juliet. And I'm Lindsay. Hi, guys. Welcome back. So today's episode is an awesome one. And Lindsay came up with this amazing topic. And she shared this story with me. And I was like, yes, we have to talk about it. Um, so yeah, why don't you take it away, Lindsay? This is you. Yeah. So, okay. This, um, this episode's about inner critic and about how it can kind of affect you and how I realized that my inner critic was affecting me in a negative way. Everyone's inner critic. Everyone's got one. It's not a Lindsay problem. It's an everybody <laughs> problem um, or your asshole inner critic, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, your inner jerk, I think, is what you call it, Rachel Juliet. Yeah. So, um, okay. So... About a month ago, I had, like, not a nervous breakdown, but almost like a breakdown. And Joel had to, like, console me. I was crying. I was upset. And I was just like, I feel like I'm not doing enough. Mm -hmm. And I had been in this, like, spiral of four or five days of, like, being so busy that I wasn't even sleeping, but feeling like I wasn't putting enough out there. Like Like a treadmill. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm just constantly go, 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 go. But, like, what is this all going to be? Yeah. And, um, you know, Joel sat me down and I was like, I'm, I'm not doing enough. I'm like, we're not propelling forward in our life and blah, 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 blah. And Joel kind of shook me and was like, excuse me, you're not doing enough. Like Lindsay, you're busy every day of the week, not just from your regular job, but like from things that you do after your job. Yep. And it wasn't until he sat me down and was like, you are busy from Monday through Sunday. Like there's something going on every single day. There was not a day in my calendar that didn't have something that I had to do. For, like, months on end. I'm talking, Mm -hmm. like, from February. And this was last month, so it was May. And I have just kind of been really thinking about that a lot. And I realized that my... I'm doing a lot. So much. (laughs) So much. So I work 9 to 5. I mean, a lot of people are age in this situation. Yeah. I work my regular job. Uh, I leave my job to come do this podcast. That's one of my side hustles. Um, The beginning of this year, my sister and I started a digital marketing Mm -hmm. and um, online advertising company. So I'm doing that on a day-to-day basis with her. Um, I do a... I'm doing Fire Conclave right now, which is a big, like... It's part of the celebration of Burning Man, which some of you guys know is really special to my heart. So it's something that I want to do, but it is like volunteer work. I mean, I am collaborating with 30 other individuals to make... How many hours a week? Oh, well, I'm an overachiever, so (laughs) I couldn't just do one part of the piece. I had to be in three pieces that make up this whole production. So it was between two and three days a week that I was rehearsing, basically, Mm -hmm. for this conclave thing. And so on top of that, I was doing aerial and, like, training in that. On top of, like, I'm doing all of these things, right? And that's... It's almost like the more you do, the more you feel like you're not doing enough. That's what happens to me. Yeah. When I'm doing so much, I'm like, well, I have four jobs and this is happening. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not propelling forward. I'll do something else. But yet when I do that third or fourth or fifth thing in my day, I feel even less accomplished. So I don't know what's going on in our brains. Yeah, me neither. And a couple weeks ago, I kind of realized, like... Basically, Conclave ended. We filmed and our video is ready to submit to council, which is great. Like, shout out to Pyroflactics Conclave because that video is insane. I'm so excited. So, you know, that's all done. And I've now kind of had time to myself again. Um, And the other day I was like, oh, my God, my inner critic is what was telling me I wasn't doing enough. 
Because I was doing plenty. Yep. I was working a regular 40-hour week job, sometimes more than that, because I'll go home and answer emails. So my day during the day isn't crazy. Um, I, I mean, I was doing all of these things and something in my brain was telling me that I wasn't doing enough because of X, Y, or Z. And that wasn't a logical thought. And that was my inner critic. Yeah. And that's where my inner critic comes out the most. It's when I feel like I'm not doing enough. Yeah. And everybody's inner critics are so different, right? But that's where mine comes out the most. Like I'm not doing enough. You're not working hard enough. You're not getting enough done in the day. I think your inner critic from an outside perspective is not necessarily how people view you. I mean, that is important to you, but you are a very self-pushed person. So if you don't see results pretty quickly from what you're doing because you do work so hard, you're going to start judging your actions. So for you, it's about accomplishment. You're like an accomplishment fiend. Yeah, I am. I am. I thrive on accomplishment. and I. I don't even care about being recognized for what I'm doing, really. I just want to do it. I want to be like, I did that. Mm -hmm. That's how Burning Man started for me. I want to be like, (laughs) I want to say someday that I went and now I'm there every year. And now she's there forever. This is why I refuse to go. I'm kidding. I'm going to go sometime. Yeah, Yeah. you're not going to go. I I don't believe you. I'll believe you when you have a ticket in your hand and you're like in the car behind me. Uh, But some people's inner critics um, are about like, they're not pretty enough. Mm -hmm. They're not tall enough. They're not sexy enough. They're not rich enough. Yeah. Some of it's about like your appearance. Some people have it about you know, like their bank account. Sometimes it's financially driven. There's just so many things that can drive your inner critic to like wear down on you. Everyone's got their own little jerk inside and it really could be about anything. Anything. So don't say like, oh no, that's not my inner critic. It probably is. It probably is. It probably is. If you're doubting yourself at all, it's your inner critic Mm -hmm. because doubting yourself only comes from that weird societal pressure that you're feeling that's making you doubt yourself about what you're trying to accomplish or do. Well, critic, if we look at the definition, I'm making up this definition, but this is what I think it is, (laughs) is an outside person's viewing of a thing. And then you're a critic. You're going to have your opinion about it, right? So your inner critic is weird because it's tricking you because it's not an outsider's opinion. Am I right? Oh, my God. Okay, wait. So I looked up the actual definition for critic. (laughs) I'm just speaking from the heart, everyone. Because we actually have computers next to us. So um, critic, it's a noun, obviously. Um, A person who expresses an unfavorable opinion of something. I've Mm. never realized that it was an unfavorable opinion. I didn't either. I thought it could be a positive. Uh, Yeah, I can't. So, or a person who judges the merits of literacy, artistic, or musical works, especially one who does so professionally. So that's more in like the lines of like a film critic rather than like an attacker critic. Um, Interesting. But but yeah, it's somebody who puts their opinion on something. Yeah. Right. So. So when you're you can't you cannot inhabit two spaces at once, right? That's physics. mm -hmm. I can't be in two places at once. This microphone and I can't share the same location at once. So your mind cannot have conflicting thoughts at the same time. Or else one is going to overpower the other. Exactly. So if you are trying to do a thing and your mind is saying a different thing, you're going to suck at both things, right? Because you yeah, can't be Yeah, it's like that multitasking places. thing we went on, right? You, exactly. Your brain has to decide on what to follow. And the easier one to follow is the like path of self-doubt than the path of yeah. like, fuck you, I can do this. Yeah, because it takes more more power to to do something that's scary, right? Yeah. If, something's not, if something's scary and you crouch away, that's much more safe feeling. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, I was actually just uh, doing this. I do this in a different way. So Lindsay kind of has these breakdowns every once in a while after oh, she yeah, stresses herself out. <laughs> not that much. I don't have those. I think a lot of us do. Um, <laughs> I will get, I'll start self-judging in the middle of something. So if I'm at an audition 
or say I'm doing a new show. Oh, yeah. I will be in the middle of doing it. And then all of a sudden, this little voice will pop in and say, like, oh, you can't say the word graduation, which happened to me the other day. I kept saying gra- <laughs> graduation. I kept getting tongue-tied. Still can't say it. I kept, I kept getting tongue-tied. And the more I did it, because it was a live show and I had to do it several times, the worse, A, the word graduation got. And B, the more I started not being in the moment and really just being in my head. And I don't know how the hell it turned out. I watched it later and it was kind of fine, but I could was tell. Was this the donut day one? No, it was a different oh, okay. one. I was like, that was fine. <laughs> um, I could tell though that I was just really blank and I'm typically not like that as, a, as someone who's doing this. So um, it was interesting because I'm sitting there and I cannot have two thoughts at once. I cannot read that teleprompter and be judging how I'm reading the teleprompter and be have a personality, it doesn't work, right? And I thought, oh my gosh, how do I stop this? And it was really difficult to stop it. So I get looping thoughts. Yeah. This is like, I'll lay down and be like, oh my gosh, I haven't done this today. I need to go do it. And then just keep looping. Or you have a bad thought like, oh, I'm never going to do this. And it just keep hap- keeps happening. And I'll try to tackle it. It's like the murder in your, murderer in your house, Oh my right? gosh, That yeah. happens to me you, too. As soon as you're a just... scary thought. <laughs> yeah, as soon, it literally happened to me last night. I was like, I'm going to have nightmares. Great. This is going to be the worst. And then I literally was just sitting there. Joel was sound asleep next to me. TV was off. There was nothing happening. And I just kept thinking that somebody was tapping on my window. Nobody was tapping on my window. But I kept being like, what if that was somebody talking in my window? Yep. Should I get up? Should I look out the window? No, because if he's there, then he's going to know, know that he's there. And this is just like, these thoughts just like get progressively faster and progressively more ridiculous. And I know that they're ridiculous. I'm telling myself, like, stop it. You're being dumb. Yeah. But I'm still just being dumb. But you're getting this looping behavior. And I feel like that inner critic, that can also be an inner critic is when you're afraid, right? And you're laying in your bed. Yeah. And, and you're, you're trying to talk yourself out of it. You're trying to just have a normal night's, night's sleep. And this inner critic is coming up and doing something detrimental to you, like causing you to be fearful of something that's not there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, so I heard this today. I was actually listening to a podcast and I heard this. I don't know if it's a theory. It's not really a story, but there is this theory on the one to 100. So if you are in a room with 100 people that love and adore and support you, you will only focus on the one that doesn't. Why? So if there's 101 people in a room, you're you're focusing on the one out of 100 that does not like you. And that's that inner critic. Mm-hmm. And that's it's so easy to do that, right? You walk into a room, the first thing I notice is like, oh my gosh, that person doesn't like me. I mean, that doesn't happen to me often. But if, if I was to walk into a room where I knew somebody didn't care for me, I would notice it right away. And it would make me frustrated and like upset and like want to try to please that person and be the person that person wants me to be. And that's how your inner critic works. It, you can have a hundred beautiful, wonderful thoughts, and that one negative one is the one you're going to dwell on and get you down. So you could have a hundred reasons why you think putting that blog article up is a great idea, and then you have that one reason where you're like, I don't really know, and that's where a lot of people will go. They'll stay in that, well, I don't know, so I'm not going to put it out there. Yep. Or you'll have like a hundred good reviews on your website or your service, and you have that one bad review, and all of a sudden now you have to change that one thing, if you're a restaurant, they didn't like the toast. Why didn't they like the toast? Now you're focused on the toast. No one cares about the toast but that one jerk. Yeah, who was obviously yep. going through something on their own. And it's not even about your toast. It's exactly. about how he's perceiving the toast. Exactly. It's not about you. So maybe put your ego in check. Maybe that's one of the keys about inner critics. Maybe. Is put your ego in check. Yeah, you have to, re- well, that's putting yourself in your own shoes, right? Yeah. That's realizing where you are, what's going on around you, how all of these things are emotionally impacting you. Yeah, self-reliance. Yeah, you got to check in. You got to know what's going on. I like that. Um, So I think that we're really realizing that when you start to pay attention 
and identify this inner critic, you really understand how much of an effect they have in your life and how often. Yeah. Like when I started thinking about this, I was like, in my day to day, I mean, this little inner oh, critic day. popped up amazingly. Yeah, he's like maybe the devil should, on my shoulder. He's like, I imagine him as like a cute little green guy. Oh, yeah. Mine's like a cute little green guy. And he's like, hey, hey, what are you doing? Stop it. I like that yours You're is bad cute. Yeah, mine's, mine's cute. also big. Like mine's like this giant that I, like, I'm just like imagining now. I'm like, they're just bigger than me. And I dislike them, and they're they don't have a face. So, like, I don't know. Mine's like kind of scary. You're just like a cute green guy. Mine's like I don't know, looming. Mine's dark like a cloud. cute little green guy sits on my shoulder, and he's a pain in the ass. You know? Okay, yeah. okay. But then I'm gonna want to be friends with that asshole because he sounds kind of cool. He's so cute. Yeah. He's so cute. <laughs> like and that's, but that's why you gravitate toward him because he's cute. You're oh, like, he's cute. oh, I like him. We should, name our, inner we should critic. name them. No, don't give them personality. You can't well, personify <laughs> the inner critic. I will personify everything. I know you do. I mean, so do I. I have, I have, we have festival friends and, uh, oh my God, actually Lindsay really, like, I think I like to personify, Lindsay literally has Instagram accounts with these weird things that she's personified. They're adorable, but I, okay, one of them, I wouldn't have done this. One, one of them is really weird. Um, and then two of them are a couple of my friends. There's three? There's three. There's oh, a, there's a wand too. But anyway, we can get to that another time. If you go stalk my Instagram, I'm sure you'll find it and you'll be in a whole new world of how ridiculous my life is. A whole um, new world. But getting back to inner critic because we got off topic. <laughs> it's like it's in our name or something. Um, so, okay, Juliet, what are some steps that the internet tells us to take when we are dealing with our inner critic? So I scoured the internet up and down and I decided for you and myself that (laughs) psychology.com was the best place to look. I mean, I feel like that's, yeah, it seems like a good resource. I mean, it seems pretty straightforward. Um, Also, I I read a bunch of stuff and theirs kind of seemed like similar similar and the best idea. So you need to identify what your critical inner voice is telling you, right? Is it acknowledging that there's a thought process that you want to separate from like a real point of view? Or do you want to remember that your inner critic is, is not, they're not a reflection of reality, right? Ooh, so that's a good one. Yeah. They're just not, they're not real. So if you're sitting there and you're saying, oh my gosh, I am so fat. I need to lose weight. Right. And your friends are telling you you're not right. That's a different mental order, but it's not a reflection of reality. Your inner critic is holding you to a standard that you have created. It might not even be a real standard. Like how many hours in the day, Lindsay, that you can have extra things to do? Oh my God, there's so many hours. There's in the not day. enough hours. <laughs> but my my main joke right now is like, yeah, I'll do that in my spare time between two and four a.m. That's kind <laughs> of my boss's joke because it's a really busy time at work right now. But yeah, two to four a.m. That's my free time right now. So if Lindsay you have anything sleep. I can do, well, let me know. Lindsay doesn't sleep. I don't know how she does it. She sleeps like six hours a day. I just hey, sleep Dan eight does hours. Does it too? Juliet's husband and I are on the same page. <laughs> you guys, I don't know about it. I have to sleep eight hours, or I am a biatch. Um. But yeah, so the viewpoint that, that is adopted based on destructive early life experiences and attitudes directed towards you that you've initially on your own, I'm not reading this right. Okay, internalized. so basically internalized. <laughs> so basically the first step about this is identifying that's not reality. And that is probably based on early things in your life that you really didn't interpret yeah, like, correctly. Well, it could even not be early things. It could just be societal standards, yeah, right? If we want to make it like down to like the core of it, it's that pressure our society puts on you, mm-hmm. right? Like... The reason why we feel weird being in our 30s and not having kids is not because we want to have the kids. It's because society regularly has had kids by now, you know? And so, like, there's these weird pressures that we go through as women or as people where that inner critic can be just what you think other people want from you. Oh, my God. Even being a mom, I feel like mothers... Poor mothers. Like, shout out to all of you. Yeah, if you have kids... 
high fucking five because the things that you guys go through are insane and this the inner critic must be so real for you because you are constantly being scrutinized by your children themselves your family your friends your husband everybody's telling you how to do it everyone's telling you how to do things oh my god your inner critic must be on fire oh my god that's yeah no no not ready for that (laughs) no no thank you uh all right Lindsay. so the second step that can help us here uh what you want to do is you want to take your thoughts and put them in the second person, right? Yeah, yeah. So instead of making you statements, make statements that are about a different thing. Okay. So is this kind of like um, trying to give yourself the advice that you would give a friend? Basically, yeah. trying to like look at it from someone else's perspective. Mm-hmm. And treat yourself nice. I'm so much nicer to other people. I am so mean to myself. Oh, I'm so mean to me. So mean. Why are we so mean to ourselves? The inner critic. That little jerk. The cute little green guy sitting on my shoulder. That guy. <laughs> he's such a jerk, he's but he's so cute. Okay, I don't understand why he has to be cute once you've tried it. I'm like going to draw him. I'll show oh you. Oh my goodness. Okay, we're going to have on her stories. He kind of looks gonna like draw, Okay, after this episode, we're going to draw our inner critics. Critics. Our we're going to post them on Instagram. And oh my God. If you haven't watched this episode by that point, you're going to be very confused. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So putting things in the second person. And I really like that because it forces you to to be nice. Yeah, because, like, okay, if you're writing a book, for instance, right? Yeah. Neither of us are doing that, but we're just going to take it and run with it. So if you're writing a book, there's uh, – where was I even going with this? I don't know. It's your story. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's like if you're if you're writing a book, you can find a hundred reasons to do it and one way to not do it, right? I think you were probably going to go with – you can write it from a different perspective. So you can either write it from your perspective or from an outsider's perspective, like in the first or second person. Yeah. Is that what you were going yeah, for? Yeah, thank you. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, you could you have to just look at things from an outsider's perspective yeah. in general. Mm-hmm. And there's just always going to be there's always going to be self-doubt, but you have to know how to combat that. And if you can put your self-doubt onto someone else, like, okay, if you're writing a book and somebody else is writing a book, this is where I was going with this. If you're like, oh, hating yourself on writing this book and like, oh, I shouldn't put this out there and blah, blah, blah. But if that was your friend doing it, you'd be like, yes, do it. Put it out there. The world needs to hear your story. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, putting it into somebody else's like realm of world is going to help you to be like, yeah, this is something I should do. If it helps that one person, then Mm -hmm. great. Or if it affects one person, great. If it doesn't affect anybody, at least I did it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that also when you put something in the second person... It sounds like it's an alien point of view. Like, it sounds like a point of view that is not truthful within you. It sounds like an outsider's perspective, which you can say yeah. no thank you to. Yeah. Oh, I see that you don't like my hair today, but my hair is actually fine. I think it's a lot yeah. easier to combat unless if you're not like, I think my hair is stupid today. Yeah. You can then, be like, this person has nothing to say about my hair. Screw them. Exactly. You know? I think yeah. it's a lot easier to fight someone who's exterior than interior in your own thoughts. So I think that would be helpful. Yeah. Um... Okay, so this is step number three, according to (laughs) psychologist.com. So when you respond, this is just like coping techniques. So when you respond to your inner critic by writing down more realistic and compassionate evaluations of yourself. This is kind of what we just talked about. But writing it down is actually pretty solid. Yeah, I write everything down. Um, I do too. We've talked about this before. I have numerous pads of paper. I can never find where my actual notes that I'm looking for are. But I always (laughs) write stuff down. And so, yeah, writing it down for me makes me remember it. Yeah. Right? So I actually kind of do this already. I have a gratitude notebook. And a gratitude text. And a gratitude text message, which we need to reply to that both today. Um, We have a gratitude text that we send between us and one more friend. We should make it bigger so that if the three of us forget, there's someone else accountable. Yeah. Ooh, maybe (laughs) we can make an email chain. Oh, I love that. We did that one time. We did that one time, and there was just... 
Honestly, too many people, but we could figure it out. Anyway, uh, maybe we make a Facebook group that's like gratitude oh, yeah. or something. But anyway, we um, writing down those feelings of gratitude in the morning really does put my brain in a positive yeah. thing before I even step out of bed. The journal's right next to my bed. It's nothing fancy. It's literally like a memo pad. It says memo pad on the front of it. I stole this one from Anda's. <laughs> but yeah, so it doesn't have to be anything fancy. And you just write one or two things you're grateful for. Doesn't have to be a ton of stuff. Doesn't have to be important. Like the other day I wrote like, I'm grateful that Joel did the dishes before we went to bed last Oh night. my God. I wish Dan would do the dishes. But yeah. So if you're listening, Dan, I would like you to do that dish. He doesn't listen. <laughs> he doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, so writing things down for me rewires my brain already. So yeah, if you're having a negative intrusive thought, Write something positive or write something about yourself that you love or write mm-hmm. that exact thing but flip it and make it a positive thing. Yeah. So I've actually, there's an example that I looked up here, and I have said this exact thing to myself so many times I can't even remember. You are, su- quote, you are such an idiot. Oh, yeah. I have said that, so, like, you are stupid, you are, you are not pretty. Like, I've said these things to myself all the time. So instead what you could say is, Write back. You write that down. I'm such an idiot. And then you respond to that little inner critic and you say, I may struggle at times, but I am smart and competent in many ways, which is true. It is true. Everybody is smart. Everybody is competent. In something. Exactly. If you think you're not, you are. Okay? Yeah. Everybody's a beginner at something. Yep. And people can respect that or not. But just because you're a beginner doesn't mean you're not competent. And yeah, just do it. Yep. Give and yourself something positive to think instead of that negative, intrusive, inner critic, cute little green guy on your shoulder. So <laughs> if you're saying to yourself, I'm so ugly or I'm an idiot, those things are simply not true because A, they're uh, opinions, which are never true, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that doesn't make them facts. does it's just not an make them facts. And B, it's, a, it, it's just like a blanket statement, which is also, like, by definition untrue. You can't say, like... Everybody who's white sucks. Like you can't. It's a blanket statement. You can't, can't say, say that because it doesn't. Because it doesn't yeah. mean anything. So mm-hmm. another thing, I just like I just realized this. I mean, I'm telling myself that I'm stupid. Like that's just wildly incorrect. Yeah, it is. So you're we're li- our little our little inner critic is lying to us. It's you're, lying to you guys. It is, and you're not stupid, Juliet. No, I think you're smart. I'm so cute and smart. She's <laughs> so cute and smart. Kind of like my inner critic, but he's dumb. He's. He's, he's actually dumb. That's not a blanket statement. That's not- <laughs> inner critic is dumb. We're going to, uh, blanket statements do not actually, um, talk about inner critics. They are the yeah. exception to the rule. Yeah, they're the exception to the rule. Okay, so there's one more here, um, and it's remembering not to act on yes. those inner thoughts. So I think that's the hardest one to apply. Oh, it's so hard. Because you first have to realize that that intrusive thought is actually your inner critic. Yeah. Or that it's an intrusive thought at all. That is such a big step because half the time you just take it as fact and that's it and there you go. Yeah, exactly. And we can't do that. We have to, I mean, I think this comes down to just, you know, checking back in with yourself, which we talk about a lot here on this podcast, like making sure that the way you're perceived in the world is the way you want to be perceived, making sure that your actions are in line with your ethics and values, Mm -hmm. making sure that what you're putting out into the world is a good human, right? Yeah. Because I make mistakes. I screw up. I mean, I talked down on Dude Bro last week. That was probably pretty bad, but I tried to make light of it. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm sitting here gesturing like, yeah, yeah, but Dude Bros exist in the world. They deserve (laughs) to be talked down to. But yeah, I mean, so we just have to, you have to be self-aware enough to know that you're having these thoughts. And all that could be is on your drive home or your bus ride home or your walk home to just think about how your day went. Mm -hmm. Think about 
one or two encounters that were either negative or positive and think about what were the negative or positive things around that. And that helps me a lot because my days are very stressful and very full. And when you can have that time to check in with yourself, those inner critics thoughts, I mean, you might have a meltdown like I do every <laughs> once in a while, but it happens. Guys. They, they don't happen as much on a daily basis now that I'm doing check-ins with myself and that I'm making sure that I'm acting the way I want to and apologizing when I feel necessary and all of that. So are you telling us, Lindsay, instead of an inner critic, we need an inner nurturer? Oh my gosh. We do need an inner nurturer. I need like a little, I need somebody like tending to my inner garden. You yeah, know what I mean? that could get sexual, but it's, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, but you're, I love, I love that analogy. It's like, if you're, if you're a living, breathing thing, you have to, you have to feed yourself, you have to water yourself, mm-hmm. you have to have sunlight, you have to exercise, fresh air, happiness, right? Oh my God. So we need, need everything a, a plant needs. We need everything a plant needs. So we need to pretend that we are our own little gardeners to our soul to our minds, to our bodies, and we need to be nurturing, or our plant is gonna die. Like you cannot do that. Not we like your soul like is it, gonna die. We don't like it when plants die or no, souls die. None of the dying of that. But yeah, just be your own inner nurturer and think about that. Like what is this thought? Well doing what does that to mean me? to you? Because it's different for everybody yeah. too. So what does your inner nurturer take care of the most when it comes to your emotional side, right? Mm-hmm. So for me it's getting getting through emotional responses assuming positive intent it's constantly about me being aware and being mindful of what's going on and what's happening around me and all of that and it's probably different for you and it's different for all of our listeners Mm -hmm. but what do you need nurturing on like where is your part what plant inside of your giant plant needs the most help (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i like the plant I like analogy. the plant thing. I think cause, I mean, we know plants pretty well, we think. We like plants. We like plants. Uh, I definitely so need to be in my nicer. office. He literally has like a jungle in his office. I'm going to have to send you Does a picture, he? Juliet. Oh, yeah. His name's Jack. He's the best. He's one of my like one of my dad's business partner's sons, and he just has an office space. Uh-huh. And it was funny. So, side story, guys. It was funny. So, the day Jack moved in, my dad is also named Jack. The day Jack moved in, my dad sees him moving all these plants into the office. And, like, I have plants in my office. I have, like, seven. And my dad's like, you have a lot of plants in here. Like, he just doesn't understand plants. Airflow? I don't Air, know. Yeah. But when you walk into Jack's office, like, it's like an oxygen tank. Like, yes. it's insane. I love it. I'm like, I need this. But the first day Jack's moving all these plants and he's moving them and he's moving them in, I keep going in like, ooh, what's that one? Oh, my God, I have one of those. Oh, my God, mine of that is just, like, flourishing right now. Blah, blah, blah. We talk about plants all the time. My dad's like... Have you seen how many plants are in his office? That kid's never going to make it. I'm like, actually, this is like a businessman thing, right? But I'm like, actually, he has more oxygen in his office, so he's probably doing better than both of us right now. But it was it's just so funny. That's that's my dad. One of the impersonations of her dad always make me giggle. Oh, my God. He's, he's such a funny dude. He's such a funny dude. Love you, Dad. Don't think you listen to this, but if you do, if you I do. love you. We're good. <laughs> but anyways, so, yeah, you got to make sure that you as a plant is taken care of. Yeah. Getting back to the subject. Yeah. So, so, for, so for me, I got to struggle with being nicer to myself. I'm so mean to myself. Mm-hmm. I beat myself up all the time. But you know, you know, I've noticed I respond much better to positive reinforcement than negative. But yet I speak negatively to myself. Oh my gosh, I never thought about. I that. I never thought about that either until literally just now. Like if I, my coaches in gymnastics, people at work, if someone gives me a negative incentive, I typically just keep doing the thing they don't like because I'm like, screw you, you can't be a nice person, then yeah, I'm not going to change. Same way. <laughs> But if someone gave me Stubborn. positive intent, positive um, reinforcement, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I need to do it 10 times more to help them out, right? A lot of people work differently. I know when I was coaching gymnastics, some kids need to be yelled at, 
Some kids, you never yell at them. Oh my gosh, never yell at some of them. They will just yeah, literally sit just down break and cry. Down. And but like, some of them, was, if you don't yell at them, they won't do anything. They won't do anything. So yeah. it's about reading people. So for me, I definitely know I'm not, I'm not very nice to myself. But like, I use this analogy sometimes when I'm out for a run. Uh, I like to run up hills because she's crazy. Because I'm crazy. I'm she, taking lazy I, running with me. Sometimes. I tried to go running with her a few times, and every time I come home, like I think I'm gonna puke. I'm not gonna puke. <laughs> I think I'm gonna puke. I'm not, I never puke, but. It gets real close a lot, and I am I'm in great shape. I was gonna say Lindsay's in really good shape. I think I always have better cardio than her, but she's yeah. her strength is on point. Um, but when I'm running up these hills, every single time I run up this one hill, I always don't think I'm gonna make it. I have, oh, that was me our entire workout, Julia. That was me our entire. I'm like, I'm not gonna make it. I'm not gonna make but it. But you made it because spoiler alert, I've always made it. Made it every single time, and the. And I, I should do this more often in my life. I just realized on this podcast, aha, <laughs> when I'm running up that that hill, all I tell myself is that I can do it. I literally just repeat, I got this. I can do it. I got this. I can do it. I got this. I can. I just like repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. And I make it to the top of the hill. And usually at the end, I sprint because I'm crazy. Yeah, she's a psycho. Um, but in my that. life, I don't do that. In my life, I go, what if I screw up? I can't do this. What yeah. if I screw up? I can't do this. So I'm I'm literally having juxtaposed ideas in my head, but one's working out because it's not as important. But as soon as the stakes go up, now all of a sudden I have different self-talk. No way, Jose, Juliet, you got to change. That's what I'm telling myself. You got to change. Yeah, you are changing. I'm changing. How about making it a positive thing exactly. instead of you've got to. Because like, I don't. I am changing. <laughs> yeah, because I don't respond well to that. Yeah. When somebody's like, you have to do this. I'm like, I don't have to do fucking anything. Get me, get out of here. <laughs> Literally at concerts, they'll be like, put your hands up. And I'll look around and put my hands on my hips and be like, I'm not putting my hands I up. Ha- why? Don't tell me what to do. I'm okay. dancing. Yeah, excuse me. <laughs> I'm singing. I paid to be here. You also don't need to tell me how to be here. <laughs> yeah. I want to be here with my hands crossed in front of my body. Okay. When DJs count down and when they tell me to put my hands up, I just can't anymore. No, I literally can't. I literally One, two, three, four. I know, you can Every, count. Everybody, everybody was making fun of me when we were at EDC. They were like, Lindsay, put your hands up. I'm like, don't you tell me what to do. Everybody, hands up. What are you, the cops? Like, get yeah. out of here. I mean, they kind of sound like it sometimes. Uh, they do have sirens in a lot they of them. Like, <laughs> so, sometimes I'll be like driving in my car and I'll be like, is there a cop is coming? There a cop coming? <laughs> music that's coming out. I'm like, this that didn't even belong here. This isn't like 90s rap. What are we doing? Ba, 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 ba. Ba, ba, ba. Oh, the fog. Oh, that's my favorite. Don't don't get me started. Don't get me started. Um, but yeah, so I think that we need to round up this podcast with everybody needs to be a little bit nicer to themselves. Yes. And, yeah. and, and realize they have an inner critic. So if you're having a negative thought, just take a moment. Mm-hmm. And say, is this an actual thought in reality, or is this potentially my inner critic? See, yours is a really mean, scary voice. Mine's like, hey, hey, what are you doing? I know, hey, yours is like a minion. Hey, Mine is like, I yeah, mine's know, like annoying as fuck. Mine's more annoying than it is anything. It's like that guy, like the little tiny guy, like poking your shoulder, and then like you turn your shoulder, and he's not there anymore. Oh, That's I my inner critic. That. that Trevor, Trevor does that. I know. Um, he does it all the time. Drives me crazy. But yeah, so my little inner critic is just constantly poking me and nudging me and like constantly putting these thoughts in my head and like nudging them in like, well, what about this? What if somebody doesn't like that? Oh. Like I was all worried today when I got here that last week on the episode, guys, I misspoke a little bit. I, I like to exaggerate. I'm from the East Coast. It's the thing I do best. And um, <laughs> I exaggerated a little bit when I was talking about air pockets, right? On the airplane thing. Mm-hmm. You only end up dropping like maybe 100 feet. It feels like fucking thousands of feet, yeah. okay? Because I realize if you drop 10,000 feet out of the air, you're you're going to be you're, on the ground. You're actually landing. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert, you're landing the plane. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so anyway, um, 
I, yeah, I mean, I got all worried about that. Like, I posted the episode, and I was like, oh, my God, what if somebody notices? What if somebody, like, hates on me for it, blah, blah, blah? What if this is the big thing? And, like, Lindsay, it's not a big thing. It doesn't yeah. matter. And then I still talked about it on here anyway. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just funny because I immediately, as your friend was, was going to say, like, oh, Lindsay, it doesn't matter. It's fine. Even if somebody calls you out, who cares? Who cares? It wasn't that big of a deal. But you were nervous about it, and that's because your inner dude yeah. is telling you that. And, my jerk. and my my inner jerk, my my friendliness to you is like trying to talk, talk you up. So just be your own best friend in your mind. And I know that's hard, but just do it. My inner inner uh, critic is pushing down this heavy, like I feel like he's a like, heavy gorilla. Mine's like a gorilla. You're just a cute little dude. Mine's like a gorilla. It's constantly just like pushing on me. He's like putting lean. my head. He's a, he's a like leaner. Like leaning on. He's a leaner. He just like <laughs> leans all the time. He's got a bad breath. He's like leaning. He's just leaning yeah, in it's too constantly. close. It's too close. <laughs> Um, so anyway, we're here for you guys. We just wanted to let you know that everyone's got this issue, right? Yeah, everybody does. And everybody can bask in a different way. Yes. So we hope this episode helped you guys a little bit and, mm-hmm. uh, brought to light that you have a stupid little green guy or a big old girl leaning <laughs> on you every once in a while. Um, and just know that if you're trying to put something out there in the world, just put it out there. Yeah. Like none of the people that we've had on this podcast would be where they are today if they hadn't put that first piece of art out there or yep. that first blog post or that first you know, the first musical production, like it wouldn't, none of those people would be where they are today if they hadn't just done it. So Mm -hmm. I guess my like take back is if you're thinking about doing something or thinking you're not doing enough, you are doing enough and do the thing, do all the things, do all the things as long as you're also taking care of yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Hey guys, we love you. Um, make sure to visit our sponsor because we've got one. Remember Red Bear Roastery? Um, yeah. Uh, cold brew is literally coming soon. We the just, cold brew is coming. The cold brew is coming. Um, we just launched or bottled our first batch, which is like the test batch. Okay. Um, we have our license to distribute, all that good stuff. So um, visit redbearroastery.com. Um, you can sign up for the newsletter there, which will tell you the day cold brew launches. Um, we just got cool new red bags. Oh, yeah. And you got new shirts. And we got new shirts, yep. too. So, um, But also, I mean... It's the freshest coffee beans you'll ever, ever have. They're literally hand-delivered and handmade. Yeah. So, um, so if you're not- a hipster, you might like this coffee. <laughs> yeah. um, so visit redbearroastery.com. Um, there's a bunch of different coffee options mm-hmm. on there. If you join the newsletter, you do end up getting a little bit of a discount, so make sure to do that. Uh, redbearroastery.com. Use the code OFFTOPIC at checkout for 10% off. And that's the episode. Thanks, you guys. Thank uh, you. Have a great day, and you are awesome. Awesome. Awesome.